Buenas tardes. This is the holiday edition of Crowdcast, and I am your semi-hostess. My name is Tolu Agumbiade, and I'm kind of hijacking the show for today. With me, I have your regulars, Ezra and Otsemeka. No, how do you call your name? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Introduce yourself. <laughs> no, it's so much easier. It's so much easier. What? Oh, Uzo. Yes. How could I forget that it was Uzo? I think I prefer your last name. But anyways. That was my first attempt at introducing a show. How did I do, people? You did good. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> did you just give me a 5 out of 10? Yes. For like, the name wrong. Like, come on. Oh, come on. I still got your name right. Okay, fine. I, I mean, it's impressive you got the last name, which is the harder part, right? Like, I don't even know how you remember exactly my I, last name like, i have no idea why that was stuck in my head but okay <laughs> yeah moving <coughs> so what's the order for today who's the game well, guy uh, so um <laughs> well i thought we'll play a little game to kind of review our year so far or maybe not exactly our year but sort of bring us up to speed on where we all stand on things, you know, like everybody's writing their blog posts about 2015, um, their retrospective, things they did right, things they did wrong, how they would have done things better, some write about their companies, and I thought, you know what, why don't we, in true Crowdcast fashion, have mm-hmm. a simple, fun, crude little game we can play and cover the same points. So, um, the game I thought of, um, it's called Kiss, Fuck, and Kill. And uh, the idea is you pick four different things and you tell us which one you would kiss, which you would fuck, which you would marry, which you'd kill. And um, hopefully that would sort of give us where you stand on those issues or people or places, whatever you choose to pick. Okay? Mm-hmm. So... Mm. Are the rules clear? Like, I mean, yeah, I, I don't. Okay, let me I, I have ask. Let me, I have questions. I mean, the kissing, the marrying, and the killing are pretty straightforward. But like, the fucking cards. What exactly does that entail? Mm. <laughs> so when the man loves a woman, <laughs> um, no, seriously, no, seriously. Um, okay, so kissing is. I guess the first level of intimacy, you sort of like the person, there's a lot of energy and potential in where this could be going, mm-hmm. right? So, um, sorry for interrupting, marriage. I had to leave where I was earlier, because there mm-hmm. were a number of uh, kids and whatnot coming into the reception. And you were talking about fucking. And you understand? And I wanted to ask, um, 
I actually <laughs> wanted to ask if uh, we were eight fucking or something, right? Exactly. So I was like, oh shit, this child and the mom. Okay, you know what? Let, <laughs> let me excuse myself. <laughs> I know. So yeah. Um. Okay. So where were we? Um, kissing is first level of intimacy. Um, marriage is first level commitment. Like I'm. I'm. I. This is where my heart is through and through. Killing is. I hate this thing. I never want it in my life again. Oh my God. And. Fucking is you're, you're having fucking. fun with this. Okay, okay. And um, no commitment, no string attached, but it's something you're enjoying at the moment. This is the part where we queue in, let's get it on. <laughs> okay. All right, so who is the first well, victim it, of this interview? Of course, Ezra. Come on. So, who did you think you'll be? Of course. Really <laughs> had... That, that question sorted out. So, um, the category I'm picking is companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are companies you've worked for. Well, Ezra, you've worked for at some point in time. And um, not all in 2015, but this would be sort of your looking back on 2015, or how you feel about these places. So, which would you kiss, fuck, marry, kill? Company okay, one, so, pay okay. stack. So I should just go and rate company one. Yeah. Without hearing company two. Three, four, and then you'll tell us how you. <laughs> okay. All pay. right. All right then. Company one, pay stack. Company two, delivery science. Company three, AOO. And company four, Jobberman. <laughs> this should be fun. To do are you laughing? Yes. Okay. Um. Well, Paystack Mary. I think that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> for life, bro. I'm sorry, like my mind thinks in movie lyrics and song <clears throat> movie quotes and song lyrics. So the appropriate song lyric for this is if you like it then you should have put a ring on it. So I'm guessing you're putting your ring on Paystack right now. <laughs> exactly, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, that was obvious though. It's- <laughs> I want to see how this plays out. <laughs> yeah, so company the the, com- the second company was delivery science, I assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Wait, uh, I mean you don't have kind of order. Okay, so delivery science kill. <laughs> Yay! Job uh, man. Maybe um fuck. Okay. <laughs> oh. Or kiss, no kiss. Then I will fuck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do do we um, also have like explanations for these things, or will we just imagine that everybody understands why the decisions? Don't understand. That's why I want to <laughs> find out some of these things. You know. Okay. So number one, number one is let, let's 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 start with the least contentious. First off, so you kiss Jobberman. How you? I mean, you haven't really talked in extensive. You haven't given us extensive details of your period there. What about it was that first romance kind of feeling for you? Um. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it actually, a lot of things. Um, Jobberman was the first place I 
had to do my SQL replication. Jobberman was the first place I had to actually set up a proper uh, infrastructure in the cloud. Um, I've had an idea in the past. I've uh, toyed around it, it in one way or the other. But at Jobberman, I literally had to do it right with a platform that was having tons of visitors every at every instant, at any given instant, you know. So, yes, it was really challenging and I was happy I was able to pull it through. So, yeah. There are a lot of interesting yes, things about... Yes, first, I mean, wait yeah. moment, eh? What? I said it was your first, I mean, big tech boy moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, you can say that. So, um, yes, the number of things I had to do for the first time when I was in, pretty much. And considering it was a site with heavy traffic, I think um, on the average, at, as at the time I was there, um, at every instant, we had at least, um, we had almost a thousand people on the website at every point in time, wow. actively doing something. So, yeah. So that was really interesting. That's impressive. Yeah. Okay. And um, um, th- th- there's, something, I, I, there's something that I have not told anyone, sure. or at least I've not said in public, um, that happened while I was in Jobberman. And um, I think this was after shortly after we moved our database from a self-managed uh, MySQL server to RDS, to Amazon's relational database service. I think like the next day or something, we're performing some maintenance and um, the head of software development at the time, I don't know what he was thinking. He probably thought he was running the command on his local system. And then he wrote... Hey, he dropped... Yes, he wrote a command to drop the database. Turns out he was running hey, it while connected remotely to RDS. And the database basically vanished right in front of our eyes. This was around six, um, around six fifty-two in the evening. And <laughs> basically, the site went that was down. very specific. Yeah, no, because because, because I, I... <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "Fuck, okay, RDS has just-in-time recovery and whatnot. What can we do to make this to fix this?" And all of that shit got. So um, I tried recovering to like five minutes prior to that. And it recovered into an unstable state. Um, apparently, the database deletion had begun at the time. And then um, basically, yeah, the database was in this incomplete um, stage. So I now like just, you know, just rec- went back 15 minutes and all was sorted. I was like, ah, okay. Nobody knows this. It wasn't in my report anywhere. I did not. <laughs> I did not write anything like that anything like that happened. Uh, we we're just like, okay, thank God for RDS because if we're still, if this had happened like two days prior, I don't know. I would probably be in jail by now or something. You know. <laughs> I'm telling you. Sure you're not you said what? You're not the one who ran the command, right? Yeah, but, well, I was the one that made it possible for him to run the command <laughs> by technically putting the details in his hands, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> I guess. 
that's one way to look at it. Um, okay, so that one makes sense. Um, was AO before or after Jobberman? AO was before. Baby. Yeah. So look so with me that there, by the way. one you would fuck? Because and I really like, had fun doing what I was doing while I was there. You know, and, uh, funny thing, I, it, if I was it, also... it, it's love... Yeah, okay, go on. Sorry. No, sorry, I was just going to say that in my own, like, I had my own kind of list of companies I would list, and AO was the one I will fuck also. And it was just like, she was, or he, I guess in my case I should be saying he, he was so damn attractive. Like, he was hot, he was everything he wanted, and, well, it just wasn't the one that you could be committed to long term. Exactly, exactly. Like, that, that's exactly what I was but going to say. Like, it, it just so happened yeah, that yeah. the commitment could not happen, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, there you go. Um, and we get to the thorny issue where you said you want to kill my current employer. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you give me reasons why they shouldn't I, be killed. Excuse me, sir. Do you realize that you recruited me to this company and now you were just telling me to do it? What's wrong with you? I don't understand you anymore. Good. No more. No way. No way. Is that that piece of dollars? No way. I'll, I'll talk to them. Maybe they'll change my my salary to dollars. Then I can start saying. So no, man. Okay, so. <laughs> All right, do you want to so. talk about it, or should we just nah, go your first into this category? Let's... Let's just skim past it. Yeah, I was just about to say, do you guys have no limits? But apparently you do. So, you know, I'm, um, I'm both surprised no. and disappointed. Okay, I could actually... Okay, honestly, I'm not instigating anything. So, you're daring I'm me very, right now. And no, I'm actually, at all. I'm very, no, sorry, I, I, I chose the wrong words. I was, I was I'm both actually, impressed. I was actually... Chill. I'm both impressed and disappointed. So Chill. I'm very impressed at the Chill. fact that you're not going to say anything. I'm proud of you <laughs> at this moment right now. I'm slightly disappointed because you know, well, everybody loves a sensational story. But we'll take this off the record. I'm, I'm fine if you're not saying anything. Please don't. This is not a dare. Okay, all right. No, like, um, it's, it's nothing really. I, I guess I just thought I wouldn't be able to dive into the juicy parts. As much as yeah. I would, so you know, there's really no point teasing. That's really why I said, yeah, let's move yeah. on. But I mean, okay. um, I could say I was not happy being at delivery science, but then that begs the question, why weren't you? You understand? So yeah, yeah. Now but, that you've asked, like, I think it's the answer to why weren't you? Um. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't always like, unhappy. So if that counts for something. Um, unhappiness started uh, much towards my later months there. So, yeah. Moving on. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, I have programming languages. Um, but wait, you know what? We've asked Ezra a question. So, Ezra, why don't you pick who you're going to ask? Okay. Um... Tolu has a story she wants to share about her yo and when she I do? to leave. Yes, you do. Go. <laughs> so yeah, go ahead. Um, that little so story about you seizing a computer no! in office. I'm just realizing you did, like you told people your name, but you didn't introduce yourself in any way that 
like what you do where you are why you even spoke spanish in the first place <laughs> like none of it. don't you know about how ladies are supposed to be shrouded in mystery and nobody's supposed to know who they are or where they're from and you're just supposed to leave the people guessing really Okay, um, fine. We'll I'm go with that. But, but at, <laughs> at least at some point, you'll be revealing certain <laughs> things about yourself, right? Oh no, I'm I'm actually just being silly. So like, I mean, I already gave my first and my last name. Anybody who googles me, which by the way was my resolution for 2012 to be like the first search. If you search for my full name, yeah, yeah, they'll know who I am. So that's okay. Um, uh, where do I start from, actually? Um, I am. Oh, so I'm currently in Santiago in Chile. Um, my team and I got into a pre-accelerator program by the by Startup Chile, and our program is a three-month um, well pre-accelerator, take you from idea to concept slash MVP stage. And we're working on a product that is not top secret or anything. It's just still being formed in my mind and. <laughs> When we figure out what exactly it is, we'll let you know. But it's called Scribe. Um, it's the Africans' word for writer. So think of it as a sort of marketplace for anybody who wants to get anything written to find freelance writers, um, not in the Upwork style. You don't have to worry about posting proposals and interviewing a ton of freelancers. Just submit what you want written. We get it to you in two days. Pretty much that. Um, did you just pull two days out of your house right now? No, at all. I mean, it's actually on my pitch deck that okay. you have seen Ezra. I know. The way there was this pause before you said two days. You said in two days. Uh, like, okay. Also, I realized <laughs> that I was talking too much. Like, I actually had to pause for breath at some point. Okay. But yeah, that's pretty much what it was. So that's uh, us. And that's me right now. I have some experience working with startups in both Nigeria and Ghana. I worked with CC Hub as a business analyst for pre-incubation and as community manager. And I also worked at Meltwater Entrepreneurial School of Technology in Ghana as a business development manager and a business teaching fellow. So yeah, pretty much sums up my most re recent experience. All right. And at some point in my life, cool. I had a wonderful dance with Ayowo while Ezra was there. <laughs> That's <Aww. a> life. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. Um, I guess that explains how you're on the show. Um, I yep. think I kind of yeah. just imposed myself on the show. I'm like, you guys are recording today. I want to be there. And Ezra's like, <laughs> Okay, and I think I was half joking, but when he said okay, I'm like, oh shit, now I have to be there. <laughs> now you're committed to asking some strange questions on the internet. I know, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Ezra, pick someone and ask the questions. No, she she's yet to tell us about the AOW thing, so maybe she should. Can I oh yeah, yeah, true, can, true. Can I plead the fifth on this one? Tolu, just say it. Just go ahead. My, my like it's interesting. Okay, no, so, no, no. Ezra, if, you, if you're allowed not to talk about DS, I'm allowed not to talk about AO. But okay, no. Ezra, Ezra and I were having this conversation today about how it's interesting how people don't really know what it means to work in a startup. Like, 
the gritty details that go with it when you look past the funding and the nice open work environments not saying that's not all great and fine but there are some traumatic experiences that happen that make you do things that, that make you do things that you will never have thought you'll ever do like you know taking a laptop and absconding with it or crying in your car or whatever it is as the case may be and that's pretty much all I'll say on this matter for now. So until... you see, I, 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 like, I like how you just chipped in the crying in your car. Bit, I, you know? <laughs> I, was trying to, I was trying to implicate you in this. So won't be alone. <laughs> but, but no problem. Ezra was not crying. Wait, that means Ezra was not crying in the car and you had the laptop at Skonda. I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. I might have been the one crying in the car. And Ezra might have been laptop laptop expander. We're pleading the fifth on this one. <laughs> All right, so um, I'm asking questions now. Um, okay, Tolu. So, four people you've met. Four people you've worked with. Four people I've met. Oh, you've basically worked yeah, you've with. Worked with. Oh um, my god, I only came prepared for companies. Four people are there. <laughs> What's the fun? <laughs> yeah, so let's do this. Um, oh do I need god. to supply the names or would you supply the names? Of course you have to. So actually, you supply you the to. names. Okay, um, yes. Uza, I have to supply the names, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, hmm. Mm. That's a tough one. Um, because, anyway. Yes, because really, these are p uh, people you've worked with. I won't know the, um, how significant a number of these people are to you on a particular scale. So I think... Um, um, you just come up with a list. No. Can I go with companies? No, that doesn't work. If that I have to work, choose, man. then I'll go with companies, not people. You go with companies, you, not you people. Can, like, the thing is, anything about the... It could be food. You know, like it could be anything, but like just the idea is you give them categories so that they don't have to start stressing and they just fill in the blanks. Okay, within this constraint, you know, like I like how Uzi is making it, this sound like it's so simple. Please, can we put him on the spot instead? He's so removed from it right now. He's like, you know, it's just it's just pretty much people putting in categories so you don't have to think too much or stress. Ezra, please ask Uzo questions. Then Uzo should ask me questions. You should make it fun. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Oh, that makes mm -hmm. a little bit obsessed. So, Uzo, four languages you've worked with. Um, JavaScript, PHP. What other language have you worked with? Here? <laughs> That's what I'm, with. I'm, I'm, with, I'm wondering if they're even up to four. Um, <laughs> like, like that's what I, I actually like, paused there, like, okay. Nobody's <laughs> going to count HTML and CSS, right? Those are not programming yeah. languages, yeah, as far as anyone's yeah. concerned. Please, I count them. To do, you don't you count, count them? <laughs> 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 I don't have any other thing to tell you. That's the end of the discussion. <laughs> yeah, so... Okay. So I guess just um, those two languages in that case. If we can't come up with okay. any more. Yeah. And I have to pick some four. Um, yeah. JavaScript, I will. This is actually weird. Um, JavaScript, I will fuck. 
Yay. And PHP. Please don't say Mary. Please don't say Mary. I was Mary. Oh my Jesus God. Christ. Oh Why? No. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. Um, I was, I was really saying i will kiss php but the thing is i'm very i'm 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 a lot about low requirements like the lowest barrier of entry and php is where i started programming and it's where a lot of people have started their programming career um php powers a whole whack of the internet um WordPress, Joomla, a bunch of things. Um, it, it's it's really the place that, listen, if you want to get into programming, it's an easy direction to point someone in. It's not the most elegant or final thing, but the fact that it gives people that first opportunity to do what I love, what I think is very important, to be able to build things, I think it is worth keeping. It is no matter the bad rap, it's like it's like being married and like after years, your wife is fat, not as pretty or or whatnot, but you still love her anyway because she's the person who first made you feel special. So I'll marry PHP. For better or for worse. Um, uh, yeah, okay. for better or worse. Okay, but I, I don't JavaScript. think the fat wife analogy works here, but it's fine. Because you are you're I, already married to the, you're already married to the fat wife. This one you are giving a choice. Well, what I mean is you could be married <laughs> to the fat wife and want to kill her, right? But then or you could just be in the marriage and okay. still Okay, all right. I hope that makes sense. Not that I'm against fat people or anything. I'm not judging them. I, I, I just want to make this clear. I'm just saying in a very stereotypical way so that it's easier to understand. Don't worry. The analogy is, um, is not just coming for you. You didn't make up the analogy, so it's fine. It gets the point enough. across. Um, fucking JavaScript, I think that's pretty obvious. It's, it's, my, it's the most flexible <laughs> thing in my toolkit. It's um, it's like that. It's like that romance where you guys just don't have any common sense, and you're doing things in strange places, in hallways, in everywhere. JavaScript runs everywhere. Like these days, I I, I don't even think twice about where to use it. Um, I go to desktop application with JavaScript. Um, server, JavaScript, client-side JavaScript. Um, somebody gave me a Raspberry Pi. The first thing that's going on, it's JavaScript. Like, it's everywhere, you know. So it's just like the heat of the romance is up. I'm just like, okay, let's do this in the car. Let's do this in the washer. Let's do this everywhere. And I know it's not the best programming language there is. I know it's not the most elegant, but I'm really having a good time with it right now. And um, I don't think I'm going to put a ring on it. I think there are other things I'd like to pursue, but right now, <laughs> JavaScript. You, Casanova. I see. Look at good. I know. Okay. All right, cool. Okay. So thank you for Tolu to be on the stand. 
So wait, before before you even start, I would like to, you know, tender a case forward. Noticing that you guys have talked about programming languages and companies that are both inanimate objects. Okay. I would prefer that my own thing be inanimate also and not be as personal as human beings. Okay. Thanks, okay. Angus. Cool. No, no, no. Why would I do that? Why would I do that? Why would I do that? <laughs> okay, cool. I'm not that cruel. We have okay. um. So, who's a, we, have te- we have technology the on, the, on the list, so we can throw that at her. Uh, no, let's do places in the world. Uh, I, I like the sound of it. This is see. I told you it's easy. Don't don't stress yourself. <laughs> okay. Let's cross. Okay. Abuja. Abu- really? Wait, okay. you've been? Yeah. yeah, I lived in Abuja for a bit. Wait, okay. So, Lagos, Abuja, Accra, because that's where Nest is, right? Yeah. And Santiago. Santiago, Santiago de Chile. Okay. okay. All right. So. Uh, hmm. I think. I think I will fuck Accra. Oh. I will marry Abuja. I will kill Lagos. And <laughs> I <laughs> and I'll kiss Santiago. Why is you doing this to me? Like my places. <laughs> this guy's in the I will kill Lagos. I moved I left Canada for Lagos. Why are you doing this to me? Okay, explain that one first. I want to understand. Let let me understand it first. The Lagos point. Why? Yes. Like Lagos. Like, don't you don't you live in Lagos, Uzo? Why are you yeah. asking? <laughs> but yeah, to the answer, go ahead. Lagos is a necessary evil for me. Like mm. I like the idea of the place and I like Lagos only on Sundays. Like only on Sundays when there's no traffic and there are no people screaming at me and I don't have to walk fast and I don't have to hold my bag to my chest because somebody's going to snatch it. And I don't have to hear conductors screaming all the time because I do not have a car. Lagos, like breathing in Lagos is like slowly dying every time. So I want to kill Lagos. Wait, hold on. Kills me. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So you're claiming to be holding your purse to your chest. And your laptop absconder now. <laughs> I, I'm not resolving this. I'm not resolving these disparate images. That, like that, I, I, that, I, that was a low blow, Uzo. There are two unrelated events. She was the worst. And, and she was a low blow. But so is Lagos. Like Lagos is. This is isn't it all of our homes? Like commercial like, capital of Nigeria. Sorry. Like Lagos is too crazy. Oh, That's also what goes to you. Alright, is the place empty now? Alright. Do you have to leave? Yeah, um, the the place I came to hide out in. Yeah, but that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I really do love like I, the idea of but most times, like the stress of it doesn't match up to okay. the words of. Okay, okay, okay. But, um, and okay. you, you actually gave me a no, full of stuff to pick from, so you know. Wait, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Okay. You, wouldn't you say your current technology started in Lagos? Yeah, that's like that's exactly why I'm saying. Um, I I agree with that seriously. Like Lagos gave has given me some of my best opportunities ever, 
but that's the, um, that's why it's a necessary it's evil. It's also I guess. the necessary evil. Exactly. It was also the necessary evil. I I remember when like I was in Abuja for a bit, and before I came to Lagos, when people asked me what I'm doing there, I'm like, Lagos is the only place I can gain the experience and make the money I want to make. But Abuja is where I want to spend it. So I go and hustle in Lagos, yes. and I go and chill in Abuja. That had always been my mindset from the beginning. So yeah, like I said, necessary evil, definitely. See. Yeah. So you said marry um, for said Abuja, you, right? Yeah. Okay. So. Well, the, I think that explains it. Yeah, like she's, yeah. She's, yeah. Um, so a crowd though, like you had a really, really good time. I take it there. Yeah, I did. But it was always okay, tell like. Tell us a little it, bit. About it. Accra, though I had a really good time and I still like think very fondly of it, is and do I sound like a guy about to break up with some girl? Um, <laughs> but I don't know, you tell me. <laughs> but Accra was, was always and always felt like it was transient. Accra never felt permanent. It felt like we're going to have an amazing time in this time we have together. We're going to make it count and we're going to be okay when we go our separate ways. And that's pretty much how it ended up being. So Amazing, amazing time from the people I met to the places I went to the experience I got. It was fantastic, but it was never permanent. I think if Accra was permanent, um, I wouldn't have these good things to say about it. Sure. Okay. Okay. And Santiago? Yeah, she's still flirting with it right now. I I mean, exactly, exactly. So the, the kissing, it was pretty easy because it's... I think Ezra can relate on some level when he talks about being in the U.S. right now. It's a place that I've been to of all the pieces on my list that everything works. And even though though nobody speaks a word of English, it still works. Like, I get on the metro and I go where I'm going in time. I have not experienced any power cuts. The internet is on point. Like, if I was in my house in Lagos right now, trust me, this call will have broken like three times. So, like... (laughs) Just being here and everything working is really nice. And every time I go out, like, they're just happy people here. So every time I go out on the street, I see this street performance or some musical band just playing. And you should see my phone with a shitload of recordings of people just playing the guitar on the streets or some woman belting out an opera singing on the streets. And it's hard to be sad here. Um, Actually true. Yeah, it's one of those... um, flirty beginning intimate i i really enjoy kisses with you and butterflies in my stomach kind of moments right now <laughs> okay so um i was okay so do you what, do you the, see the yourself your in... <laughs> no, no no i had a question but like i it kind of just slipped away from me there so um do you Wait, okay, yes, I remember it now. I, what is it like being black in Santiago? Um, inconsequential. Are there many other black people there? No, so it's like maybe one in 500,000 people. Uh, I might be exaggerating slightly, but maybe one in 5,000 people is black that I've seen. Pretty I know the thing and whatnot. When? But they're pretty accepting and open. Like it doesn't sound like you're 
experiencing a lot of hostility or okay. prejudice. I think that the the one thing that is out of the norm that I experience a lot is because I have braids on, people always want to touch my hair like, oh my God, your braids, why did you get it done? And this is all said in Spanish. And I just assume that's what they're saying because they touch my hair and they're smiling like seriously. So I just assume it's positive stuff. Um, yeah. Mm. But that that's pretty much the only thing I'm discussing here. Yeah. really living the life right now. I'm, I'm excited to hear that. Um, one of my secret dreams is to, well, I don't know if it's really secret, but is to live in Japan. And I feel like that's going to be the exact same way. Me just being there, don't really like understand like a handful of just little snippets of the language and just immerse myself in their culture there. Yeah. Um, so it's really cool to hear someone doing that. And it's not as scary as my mind sometimes makes me feel it might be. This is really good. It isn't. Although, okay, not an although. It isn't scary, and I think I just end up finding the good stuff and everything. So I, last week, Sunday, I believe, I experienced my first tremor. So Santiago, or Chile in general, is well known for their earthquakes. And oh. I think in September, they had a massive one. And then about, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, there was also a really tiny one, like my lamp my bedside lamp was just moving and i'm like am i imagining things then the whole of twitter goes oh my god there's a tremor in santiago and i'm like okay so i wasn't crazy it was fun and one of my friends here says how every time that happens her children think it's dinosaurs walking (laughs) i think that's a nice way to look at it i think that's a nice way to look at it but yeah that's the only minor maybe scary-ish thing that i'll have thought of but so far, how, how often do they have um, um, devastating earthquakes? Um, so from what I read, maybe once every five to ten years, like really devastating ones. Um, okay. But I'll definitely have to do some more research on that. Maybe that's my, my mind coming up with a coping mechanism. It might be more than that, and I've just kind of blocked it out. So I'll yeah. check and I'll get back to you on that. All right, all right, no problem. I think um, there's also something about um, earthquakes in California, I know, mm. that I've been reading. Basically, I was reading up on that um, earlier last year. I know that mm-hmm. yeah, apparently there's some sort of drought in this area right now. And um, water is basically a scarce commodity at the wow. moment. Yes. So, so at some point, you guys will have to pee in bowls and make it evaporate and drink your pee. <laughs> well, Ew. That's, Ew. that's if the state Ew. hasn't sunk into the ocean by then. But yeah, <laughs> there's, there's actually a lot of um, research and whatnot going on about uh, the future of this of the state in particular, this side of the United States. I know. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Know, scary shit, but doesn't sound like it will happen while i'm here so I'm... <laughs> yeah okay I think I'm so, good. um that actually brings us to a very good one i guess we could also do locations for you ezra um oh. and please I, I i take god beg you please don't say kill lagos well, I, I, i'm begging you, you like, but that's like, exactly if, what i'm going to say really exactly even if augustate was in the middle you know what? still kill you know what? I'm not putting Lagos on that list. You, you kill somewhere else. That's okay. how we're doing this. Yeah, no, the question is how many I, other I places am I been to? Okay. Yeah. Um, You've been to Lagos. Where was your school? Lagos, Abuja. Yeah. 
and then California. Yeah. And um So please help me out. Where his school was. <laughs> where did you where did you serve? Where did you serve? Come on, where my school was doesn't count because yeah, I wasn't in the was? town. Where? I was where in you? this. <coughs> Sorry. Yeah. Thanks. Um Okay, so Ezra, where did you serve? KB State. <laughs> okay, good. KB. KB Abuja. Um Ibadan, California. Uh, California. As in, this, this, is a, this is a very skewed whatever, but <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you say? Okay. Rob. Yeah. So okay. Let's hear it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, I'll kiss um Ibadan. I'll um fuck Abuja. No. And I'll marry California. (laughs) You traitor. So, so basically, so you might as well just replace Kevin with Lagos because it's pretty much the same thing. I'm just helping you out here. <laughs> no, no, no. If, if, until I hear it, listen, when you want to ask me your question, you can ask him that, okay? That, as far as I'm concerned, this, this location is done. He has not, he's done right by Lagos in my eyes, okay? Um, hmm. um, so, the writers. Ah, I, I, I can't really ask you too many questions about that then. Because I was going to ask, like, what kind of technology you guys are using or how the... Like, it seems more like a business idea and not so much a tech startup. Um, am I... Am I yeah. crossing my questions? Yeah, pretty much. At, at this stage, it's more of a business idea than a tech so there is a platform that has to be built that will require a lot of tech um but right now is figuring out if there's a product market fit let me start sounding like all the business knowledge i've had in the mm-hmm. past few years mm-hmm. um so finding out if there's a product market fit and how that will look like so i've had bad experiences where um we get an idea for something and by we i mean either companies i've worked with or companies i have helps like on their business because I'm mainly the business end of tech um, and at the at a certain point skill with the technologies they've used because they hadn't anticipated how their customers will use it and everything they had assumed is shit so they have to start from scratch so what we're trying to do now is avoid that and concierge our way into how the process flow should be so right now we're pretty much automating what the product would look like using available tools from the basic of the basics like Google Forms to Launch Rock to WhatsApp voice notes because those are some features that we want people being able to record an audio and have that converted into a thought piece or an article or content for their websites or what have you. And just seeing ways you can use the existing platforms and current behaviors they have um, and incorporate that into the product. So when we decide on what to build, um, we know what technologies will be right for it. Hmm. 
this is why there's a lot of business development in your previous history. I can see it. It actually um, makes showing. a lot of sense. And <coughs> sorry, I said it's showing. Yeah, it is. Showing. I mean, this is these are questions not a lot of us think about, and um, it kind of it. Strangely enough, it's well, maybe not strangely enough, but that is one of my few 2016 objectives to be a lot much be- a lot more better about the business aspect of things i'm starting to get a bit comfortable that there, there's not that i can build everything but like the very like at least the mvp or at least the first stage of a product i mm-hmm. feel like i can build that mm-hmm. but the business aspect of things is still a complete wash for me and um it's interesting that the first guest this year is someone who seems to have a very sharp business mind. If you're looking um, for a sign, this is it. You need to learn the business side yeah. of things. Or just hire me. <laughs> no, 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 it's not like that. It's not like that. I, I, haven't you heard the news? I say fuck the company I work at now. So until we set this up. <laughs> not fuck, kill, sorry. <laughs> Oh my God! He has to correct. Oh, sorry. Well, <laughs> he has to correct you. <laughs> um, yeah, um, but no, seriously, that that business aspect of things is extremely critical. I feel like, I, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but have you experienced? I tend to run into a lot of programmers or developers or people with ideas, but not really tangible business models that could work so they can build the thing but they don't know the right thing to build like you said they've um by the time you do the research everything is completely all wrong and you have to concierge your way into into the right model the thing that could work the thing that is sustainable the thing that customers are willing to pay for yeah and how why is that? Like you've okay, so you've worked with entrepreneurs or business people or developers in Lagos, Accra, and I'm guessing you're interacting with them on some level in Chile, right? So how is why do you like in your experience? Why do you think this is the case? Why are we why are we fucking up? Um, so I don't know. Two things I'll say and. Disclaimer, this is not well thought out, the official response I'll give if you ask me in a well, proper interview setting. But the first thing is that you, you really don't know until you know. So you come up with an idea, and like my friend says, nobody tells you that your baby is ugly, so you get this burning idea, and you're like, that will change the world because it's something that is missing, and I have that problem. And then you ask your friends and family who love you and don't want to break your heart, and they say, yeah, we'll totally use this. And then you build that. And you start with things that you're very comfortable with. So you keep on, instead of you finding out if other people who are not your people will use it, you do the thing that is more comfortable to you. You keep on piling on features. So when somebody says, I wouldn't use it this way, you're like, oh, wait. So instead of us finding out the way you'll use it, we're going to add another feature that might make it easier for you. So Mm -hmm. let's throw in a record button and let's throw in um, swipe and let's throw in fingerprint identification, but that's not the problem. Like, you're missing the problem every time. So if you go back and you ask the hard questions and you actually start with the problem, not with the solution you have in mind, it kind of gets easier. 
But to be honest, it's hard starting with a so it's with, with a problem. But once you get past that mm. point of starting with a problem, it's pretty much easier because you build up on it. So what I've noticed is a lot of people start with a solution in mind. Um, I want to create a mobile app that makes it easier for people to de- deliver food online. But that's not the problem. The problem is that people want to eat and they want food gotten to them immediately. What if the mobile app is not the way they want it? Like, what if a mobile app is not the form they want they solu- that solution in? So I think, like, at this stage, customer development, like, just understanding who your user is or who would use your products, that's very important before you start building. It really helps to know how to build it because then you don't have to spend, like, $5,000 on a developer every two weeks. But it's so much harder for you to just decide you want to build and build and build and not talk to anybody. Except it's a school project and you get marks for building. Honestly, you just need to get off your ass and actually talk to people. Um, so that, that for me has been the, the biggest thing. The fact that one, people start with a solution in mind instead of a problem. And two, they wait till too late to talk to anybody who's actually going to use it. And I know I sound like one of those books you read, but honestly, that that is <laughs> no, that is you exactly you, that is exactly you actually sound like um, how will I put it? You, you basically put everything I've always wanted to say about the subject into words without sounding like typical Ezra is abusing us or something. You get like <laughs> I'm so. <laughs> it's actually like really yeah. like it, really like the way you put it, and I'm actually happy we have you on the show today. So, which means, yeah, our listeners get to hear exactly what it is you said and how you put it as well. I mean, um, right. When, when, this when... is the polite version of Ezra's idea. So, guys, this is a rare treat. Let's just take it as it comes. When, when Uzo was actually asking you that question, um, I um, recollected um, a conversation I had with someone on my way here when I was... Um, um, at the airport a couple of days back. So the guy just reached out to me and was like, hey, what's up? Um, there's something, there's this idea he wants to discuss with me. Um, and he wants me to know, he wants to know what I think about it. And then bottom line is um, a motivational, um, like a gum road, right? But instead of selling books, they sell audio they sell audiobooks. The audiobooks are essentially motivational speak, all of them. And I don't know, I don't think he's actually like reading out books and all of mm-hmm. that. Is is literally going to be creating the content. So which means he's going to he's kind of trying to build a marketplace for people who would like to record motivational um, motivational talk to people and hope to connect them with people who will be willing to buy. And then when it now comes to the business, now wow. this, this, this entire model, I still don't get it. I don't get how it's going to work because it's, so basically I, I need to trust that whoever it is I'm buying from um, reads the right thing. I don't know how that works because this is not like I know this book in the past or something and I want to hear it read out to me. I'm just going to blindly click on this person and see if what they are saying makes sense, number one. Number two is um, the uh, when it comes to the monetizing part, he was saying that it will be a case of pay what you want. And then I was like, okay, why are you 
saying pay what it's not like you've actually you've not even like are you trying to do a charity if you are if you are being a wikipedia then i think that's fine right yeah yeah so you're basically saying this service is essentially free but if you'd like to donate to us donate to us because when you say pay what you want then obviously a lot of people are going to just take it for free anyway and don't be upset when a lot of people are doing that because that is exactly how you've positioned yourself you get and then it was like, oh, um, when I asked about the charity thing, it was like, well, there's some charity involved. Um, um, it wasn't, maybe it wasn't clear on the percentage yet, but basically a percentage of whatever revenue they make will go to charity. And I'm like, okay, no, I think at this point, you're wow. even, you are missing the point totally. At a point where people are donating to you, you are the charity. Yeah. Not... The person you yeah. now in turn donate to that just complicates the entire process yeah. and all of that. So if you are going to say, "Oh, we um, give our proceeds," you know, proceeds we make on our website, we give a percentage to a charity, then at that point you should charge for everything you sell and use that as yeah. an incentive to make people want to pay hey, for what yeah. it is you are selling. Like, oh. By the way, you know, it's better to buy books from us because if you buy from us, we donate a part of it to charity. You know, that yeah. makes sense. Not mm-hmm. say, oh, donate to us. Oh. Then, oh, by the time we get donations, we'll also, you know, <laughs> you probably just end up being a broke company for the rest of your life, really, because nothing will come in and all that. So, like like you said, um, what I'm trying to say is, um, what I'm heading to is, there's, there are a lot of um, things that are not that have not been properly thought out in the entirety of that idea from the market fit, from the product itself to even the business end of it and all of that. It's just like this, oh, I can do this. Oh, you know, that kind of thing. And then he came up with it. He put it down on paper. It sounds like a great idea. He wants to immediately start coding or put a couple of WordPress stuff together to make it happen. He was already asking about Paystack integration and whatnot. And they wanted to share it with me to see what I think about it and all that. I was actually pretty blunt with him. I told him, well, I won't be a customer because I detest motivational talk, number one. Mm-hmm. But then I know there are a lot of people that actually love it right that which thing means, sells you yeah which means your market is really out there um i won't be a direct consumer but i can tell you for free that yes your market is there now the question is how do you properly attack this market and all of that and i mean um the fact that i won't be a cost- consumer doesn't necessarily mean i can't offer good advice there because at some point there are just certain things that are similar across board you know to everybody mm-hmm. and all of that they are not maybe not exactly but there's just some fundamental principles and all that that would just work and then also in his own case the customer isn't just the people paying it's also the content generators because without the content generators there will be no customer so which means you need to have a way to attract those ones as well and reward them handsomely for their contribution to the product and all that so like Tolu said this is like a solution in search of a problem right rather than actually sitting down looking at the problem itself doing your honest um um, how will i put it trying to gather feedback you know from people not not just asking your friends or your family members ask strange people you know just walk up to them and ask no well maybe not literally walk up to them but i mean ask people who you know actually literally walk up to them (laughs) 
but yeah basically ask people and try to understand what exactly you know what is missing maybe not in fact don't ask them in the context of the product you are bringing up yeah exactly because that will um, muddy up the responses you are going to get so basically just yeah. ask like hey if you're going to how do you consume audiobooks um this that that motivation speak. this would you like you know just some random questions and then you just get Kids, a basic idea please do not ask how do you consume audiobooks? This is not how normal people yeah, talk. I know, I know. I, I was just, I was being silly there, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I think um, you made a lot of sense anyway in watching. So. All right. Um, okay, it seems like we're pretty short on time. Um, Are we? So, I think I have one last question yeah, well, yeah we're almost an hour, hour so yeah oh actually it's an hour now um recording is 56 okay. minutes but go on <laughs> oh okay 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 um okay so this one's going to be for ezra um in light of the questions or the way the previous answers you've given um sounds like you you said you would fuck a your war Payment um, processing company you did, and right now you are in a payment processing company, and you said you'll marry um, yeah. Paystack. So I just made a quick short list of things closely or not so closely related to processing payments or dealing with payments in a consumer space, okay. and um, I wanted to see the take on those. Okay. So number. Number one, QR codes. Number two, NFC. Number three, that Apple fingerprint ID thing. I know it uses a bunch of the other technologies, but it's to some people, it's, and do you get what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And number four would be credit cards. Okay, so I'm supposed so, to like um, put them on that scale. Yes, that scale. Oh, okay. Um, I'm actually, basically, so these are like means of payment to an extent, right? Well, I mean, for example, the fingerprint ID itself is not a means to a payment. I think it's still underlying, uses NFC, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, or some or whatever it uses, yeah. So, it will it's, use some right. form so of these are just so. part of the... These are all parts of the process. So it's like maybe you might like the idea of the fingerprint ID thing and whatever backing technology, but the inter the interface for that as authentication you really okay. like, or, you know, or NFC is a really cool way of you know like exchange between yeah. devices. Yeah. Or, I got you. Yeah. Oh, you hate like the I had a fifteen on the list payment gateways, but. I figured nah, you that, might that's, that's, that's too, easy, so. Yeah, that's too hot. Right. All right, so um, fingerprints, yeah. I would um, say Mary for this thing, um, you know, like Apple one. I know, Mary. Um, Interesting. Um, credit cards. Yeah. Let's you sure you don't want to marry cards? Because no, 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 let, let's, let's put those on. Let's put those on fuck. Yeah. Because, well, the fingerprint beat um, takes you to another level somewhat 
you know, it's still your card details that are on the phone, right? And right. being transmitted, but you don't have to bring them out or look for them or mm-hmm. carry them around with you. Add the card physically. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, fuck um the cards. I'll um kiss NFC, and I would kill QR codes. Ezra, we are kindred spirits. Like, I feel like I should take a screenshot of what I was writing right now. <laughs> a good one. <laughs> yeah. No, wait, wait. So, so this, I, um, please don't take this as a loaded question, <laughs> but what about that pay with capture campaign that's going on in Nigeria right now? They should have fun with it. <laughs> Do you use it? <laughs> Well, I use that bank, so that's yeah. Uh, that's one the, thing no, no, no. You don't. You you actually don't have to even be using Access Bank to make yourself so pay I, with capture. But I had but, a question about this oh. whole thing that we're talking about right now. It was more of a so all these things they sound fancy on a development point, but I guess now I have to bring my business customer yes. first once again. So which yes. one is actually more? Com- which one would people actually use? Because I know there was a time QR codes were the craze and it was cool and it sounded really, I don't know, tech savvy to want to do QR codes and see them in on newspapers and just use your phone. So, but I never understood why. Yes, there was that point. Thank God we've moved past So it was it was something that sounded like a very cool thing to do, but wasn't sustainable. Actually, how people wanted to how people behaved. So mm-hmm. I think um, sometimes there's a gap no. between. Yeah, what people want to develop and what people would actually use. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. But that was my comment about this whole thing to start with. I agree. And um, um, I think um, the pay with capture solution right now is like um, that's roundabout way of solving, of approaching the problem of payments in Nigeria. You understand? So we, we know, okay, um, there's a fundamental problem somewhere. Let's even talk about offline payments right now. Um, people have to they pay with cash when they're at their checkout, um, uh, when they're on the queue at shop right or something, pay with cash or use their card details. Now, card details is um, can be broken in the sense that they, there are usually lots of um, declines or, or, or um, we can't contact the bank or there is no service or <laughs> yeah, network device. issues. Yeah, network issues and all that. So pay with capture came about to so like, oh, we're going to take this a bit offline to an extent. So um, as long as you have um, um, units on your phone to send SMS and all of that, the transaction information can be encrypted and be sent over, mm-hmm. yeah, can be sent via SMS. But then all you just have to do is scan this QR code. So it's like, oh, um, the part of, getting the information, you know, the billing, inf- whatever it is you're about to pay for, getting it from the system onto your phone, they'll just try to ease that transport by automatically generating a QR code that explains right. the it's details like, of that transaction. Yeah. yeah, that explains the details of the transaction. So you just scan it, you enter your PIN, and payment is made, and all of that. But I still think there's something missing somewhere in that cycle like it sounds all convenient and whatnot but number one yeah, pay recapture needs to get to critical mass for that to be something usable yeah because on paper this sounds great but if not a lot of people are using it and not a lot of stores accept it 
and all of that. There will be no incentive for either the store or the people to even pay attention to it. You can as well just bring out your card. We all have um, debit cards because we have bank accounts anyway and all that. You might as well just bring it out and expect that the store has a POS or something. That's one. Number two is um, um, for the merchant as well. It also introduces some sort of, uh, um, how will I put it, but um, an extra step for them. Because now you've done the transaction on your phone and then let's say the bank takes like... Um, you know, authorizes the transaction after like 30 seconds and says, oh, okay, fine, this can go through. There was a reason why you didn't do it with your POS in the first place, probably because there was network issues. How does the uh, merchant get notified that, oh, okay, this transaction has actually gone through and I can give this guy their stuff and they can move out of the, you understand, they can, they can go. Um, is everyone at the different stand uh, will they have unique numbers or something that the bank that pay with capture will be able to reach them on via SMS or something to say, oh, the person that just paid at your till, or is everything going to be in some centralized location and then, oh, there's no internet, so the person can't know anyway. They need to leave their till to go and confirm from the manager. You know, there's just a lot of, um, I don't know, madness that I see in that process. Implementation details. You understand? You get so it it looks good on paper, but it's like you're just bringing a new you are creating new problems and you are not exactly solving them. While yeah, as part of your solution, that's that's how I say pay with capture right now, and that's how I see a number of other approaches to the payment problem in Nigeria so far, and all that. You know, they just come with something new out of the blue, and then you have a whole list of problems that come with it that you really have to solve as well or walk around so yeah. yes um so here's how i i just want to chip in a little <laughs> bit um so now one thing i've come to realize is in asia qr codes are like raining or like they're or let me let me not say raining but they're actually pretty practical and useful technologies used in a lot of places, even in payment spaces. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, in the payment industry as well. So um, now, QR codes didn't take off in North America or Europe for anything of this sort. But we have Asia, which it is a thing, you know, and um, is it possible? I mean, the same way like Nigeria or Africa in general leapfrogged land internet lines and went straight to mobile internet and um you know we kind of like skipped past the whole laptop and desktop computer phase and went straight to the mobile internet is it possible that this qr codes might be a thing that like could it be that they are seeing something about our infrastructure and layout and future or past that leads them to believe that this might be a, an elegant way to solve a possibly complex problem in future like or perhaps I don't know. other people have leapfrogged them with um, nfc and such id how about that exactly. sorry i said or you could look you could see it um 
from the perspective that um, uh, people, other people with NFC, uh, yes, with NFC and Touch Ideas, uh, they've actually leapfrogged the QR code face. And I also think like, oh, yes. it goes slightly beyond the infrastructure that exists to what people actually do. So mm-hmm. I think in Asia, it's something that they're fucking I don't know. I guess it's something there's a way of life for them, and that's how they use their phones to begin with. Here, or in Nigeria, I don't see how doing the QR code scanning is a thing that we... It's, it's a step away from what we're used to. It will take a level of awareness and education and sensitization to get people to even understand what that is. So even though it's a fancy technology that a part of Asia uses, I don't see it being a thing that we would use because it's not a behavior we are used to. The touch, the fingerprints, the NFC, I can see that being a thing because in some way we're kind of slightly more familiar with that. Change is really hard for people. So if, if you have to learn a new way to do something that people plain is simple, you're, you're more likely not to even use it at all. Yeah. I agree. I, I agree. It, it, it makes a lot of sense what you're saying, but uh, Ezra, just, just as a side note, new rule, we can't have a second Ezra on the show. This is just That's my only rule from now on. Like, you can't have two Ezra's on the show, man. This is just not fair. Um, in fact, anybody who remotely agrees with you, I don't, I, we're cutting off the interview halfway through in your band. Thank you very much. So have a nice have, day. You should have told me from the beginning that I was supposed to play devil's advocate. If that's the case, I can do that. No, one. you're not. You're not supposed to. It's just, it's just implied, you know, like that's soft. Like You're like, oh my God, guess what? I should send you a screenshot on my screen. We're so alike. Ah, let's kill Lagos. Let's, let's, let's for delivery side. I hate Everyone of you, like I'm tired. Yeah, On the real though, um, I, I, I see what you're saying and I was just sort of trying to bring a different perspective because I personally don't like QR codes. But, um, you know, maybe people, maybe something about being able to, for a merchant to quickly print out something and, you know, people know how to work cameras. Like if there's anything... Every society with technology seems to know is how to use a camera for some reason. So maybe that being a, an interface is a thing that you know you can, cameras are cheap and you can get them everywhere. Like even your small Nokia could could have a camera. You know what I mean? So how hard would it be to write the software to process the QR code on it? It might be slower. It might take a bit longer, but it's possible to have it stuffed in places where having an NFC thing or a touch sensor might be too expensive to bring to the masses. So, I mean, again, just my thoughts that maybe but NF, but as NFC, much as I NFC personally... NFC are actually cheap. True, but then the card, like on devices, right? Like, what I mean is, the thing I, I, I'm thinking are, okay, okay, are phones, okay. are I, like the... I, Yes, I, I, I get you. And not all of them have that. Most of them don't have NFC, yes. you know, like, yeah. and those that do, we don't even have any, like, real developed NFC apps that we use. Like, mm-hmm. Samsung has Samsung Beam, Android Beam, or something like that. And I think you and I even tried using it at some point, and it did yeah. not work for yeah, us for you. some reason. 
some weird compatibility issues. But then snap, take a picture. We know how to focus mm -hmm. on the camera and take a picture like everyone does. You can give it to a three-year-old child and she'll be able to do it. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I don't know that I, I maybe... <sighs> I'm actually honestly not even trying to play devil's advocate. I'm just trying to say there might be something to QR codes that we haven't fully considered. Maybe the ease of entry to adopting that technology. You don't have to roll out specialized hardware. It's a camera. Everyone has one on something. You know, like... <coughs> there are sub-5,000 now phones that have cameras. It's okay. Thanks, man. Um, I, I will tell you it's the Hamatan dust, but that will be me slandering Lagos, and I'm marrying Lagos, so no. no. Is that what it is, though, because I was going to ask? I can't, I can't talk about it. It is definitely what it is. Sorry, man. It's, um, my airways get, like, my throat gets, like, really, really irritated by dust. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, man. But anyways, so, and um, just, you know, my own thoughts on that. It's nothing significant. I mean, I'm, I'm not in the payment space. In any way, I'm just so. I guess what we what you're saying is that we should not expect a pay with capture mode for um pay stack where you just press the button and the QR code flip, just snap it with your phone, and payment is processed. Yes. Yeah, Ezra. Yes, I'm here. The question was for you. I'm very sorry, I wasn't listening, and that was the first time I stopped listening. <laughs> I don't believe you. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. um, just repeat. Just repeat the question. Should I repeat the question? Yeah. Okay. So, <coughs> what you're saying is we shouldn't expect to see a pay stack feature where you press the button and it flips out the QR code and you snap a picture and your payment is processed. We should not expect QR code for payment processing. As, if, you guys, as, as long as I can see it form. solving a particular... Like, there, there needs to be a use case for it before that will come out. I won't just think, yay, QR codes are new. Let's do something with QR codes and then look for a, a problem not, to solve. You understand? That's... Yeah, it, need, yeah. Need, it needs to... That use case needs to create itself and then we'll be like, oh, okay. Um, we think QR codes will work well to make this, you know... Yeah. So that's it. Okay. Well, okay. I think that's it for me from for this episode. I, um, I had a lot of fun and I learned things I did not want to ever learn in my life. Um, like what? I, I, I'm, I. <laughs> now everybody wants to kill everyone. <laughs> hey. You, 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 that's it. Um, you don't, don't, we're, like, we're supposed you to see a nice young lady and then she's like, I've scored her with laptop. Oh my god! I've scored her with laptop. That was so. Ezra, that was Ezra, no, <laughs> don't, don't. Jorian, I'm what? what? To, I was called oh. car. She actually came with a cab into the premises. Okay, okay, this is the end. So, hello, people. Good night and thank you for listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You're going to ruin my career. Please, as, as we're moving to the happiest. Thank you guys so much for having me on the show. I hope that I could come back sometime soon. We are supposed to talk, to talk about, about what we're right. looking forward to in the new year, though. So. Oh. Okay. True, true, true. Yeah, look at the way she's running away from the conversation. Oh, 
the way I do that. The way you are running away from the... Who gave you the <laughs> right to be the one to close out the episode? But wait, wait, wait. This is the holiday special. And yeah. it means that it's not the regular people doing things the regular way. So mm-hmm. I got to hijack the show. Okay. All right. So you say your Ezra 1.5. So you don't even count as like the non-regular person <laughs> doing the... It's just Ezra with a distinct voice, I swear. Like... <laughs> And with a nicer, with a nicer outlook to life, and no swear words, and no meanness. Oh, okay. You've been using the word "fuck" all through this episode, but that's. Fine. Oh my god, you guys asked me to categorize with that, but we digress. <laughs> you could have yes. Wait, I should have made love to. I should have made love to. I make it sound even more like you know, nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ew, you... Double ear. Okay, no, stop digressing, you people. What so, who is going for? to ask me who's okay? Tolu, what are you looking forward to in 2016? Um, like just generally my plans for the year. No, or, maybe or like the most interesting technology. thing you're looking forward to do or start or something. So, I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to building Scribe, and that's what I was trying to round up with. Like, I, I would like for us, that's my co founder, and I to come back on podcast and talk a bit more about it and what we've built with it so far yeah i'm pretty excited about it because it will be the first official time that i'm like starting something on my own i've been a founding member of startups i've never actually (laughs) had to start one from scratch so this is this is both exciting and shit scary um but yeah i would like to talk about that in the future and I, I would like to see where that goes. Yeah, and Scrap is S-K-R-I-F-E, shameless plug. Yeah. And yeah, that's it. shameless plugs that we like, what do we do with our lives? Like, we need to find money how to market ourselves, man. That's why you need the business side of tech. You all are so concerned about adding features and learning languages. We actually want to get people to use the things we're building. So, you know, we shameless plug all over the place. Uh, Uzo, she just bond you there, but she's fine. <laughs> I, I only know two languages. It can't be me that I'm just learning languages up and down. Thank you very much. Oh, are you trying to take Tony back on me? Uh, <laughs> so, Uzo, what are you looking for? Wait, Uzo, what are you looking for? Okay. 2016. Um... I think in, a, in an earlier episode, I'd mentioned I was doing a bit of a side work with um, friends who are doing a loyalty reward system. Okay. Um, it's, it's looking so much more interesting. Um, there's a guy who's really handling the business aspect of things, and um, I'm very, very even, like, driven on the business aspect of things, like, to make sure that customers have would like have the tools they need to succeed and their and their customers are really gaining the benefit of the service we're providing. So um 2016 I look forward to having something like a product that generates monthly revenue. Yeah. Um that is going to be a new experience for me. Um and in addition to all the other business things like plugging on other people's shows and, um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm kidding. But yeah, in general, the business aspect of making software, I'm really looking forward to this journey. It's a really, really 
scary one because it um for better or worse this is where i'm sort of like com- like committing my life to in this ter- in, 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 in these terms like i realized i'm completely crap at it and so i have to you know same way like the first time you open a you know, text editor to write the first line of code ever you know you realize how much you don't well you may not have the full extent of you may not have a full appreciation of what you don't know, but you know there's a lot you don't know. Yeah. And you have to learn all those step by step, day by day. And that's where I am right now. And it's a really, really scary position to be in and um, very vulnerable, especially since I have to come back a week and talk about it and tell you guys how <laughs> crap I am at marketing and <laughs> how put into this or that and it's blowing up in our face or oh my God, like our competitors are killing us out there and like we have to shut this down or change or there's there's the additional vulnerability of having to come back every week and talk about it with Ezra and our guests and hopefully your co-founder, you know, like, I mean, at least you guys get a break to like, like two months, three months, six months to sort yourselves out and the ups and downs. Mind you, like, while I'm in the middle of the entire right after, compose myself and come and talk about it and it's going to be scary but I'm really looking forward to it and looking forward to connecting with more people people who I can learn from people who I can who, people who are going through the same thing and just commiserate with and learn from really so mm-hmm. really looking forward to 2016 in that regard yeah, yeah. I, I, I really want to hear a bit more about your the loyalty program you're talking about because one of the startups here is also working on something around loyalty. They're based in India. And one of the companies, one of the entrepreneurs also had something like that as an idea. So I'm vaguely familiar with that space. I'm very interested in it. So off the record, we can talk about it. Most deaf. Looking forward to it. Hey, I see you more connections with Ezra. <laughs> Thank you. Hi. I'm the best version of Ezra. Ezra, I'll be there for because of loyalty and rewards. What i Oh, I should hook you up with someone too. <laughs> <laughs> well, your Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. So, as was your thing. So, Ezra, oh, shit, I thought you were going to forget. How? <laughs> I don't know. Um, is bestiality a crime on this, on this show? <laughs> Yes, bestiality is a crime. What? Okay, all right. What? I... What? <laughs> you snooze, you lose. <laughs> okay, um, I would like to jump out of a plane, skydive. Oh, yeah. I would like to do that. This, yeah. Look at us talking about serious stuff and you talking about, you know, fancy stuff. Okay. Start off these stuff instead of like uh, extra <laughs> fantasies. Yeah, you guys choose whatever it is you wanted to choose. So yeah. Fair enough. Fair <clears> enough. <throat> yeah, so I'd like to do that as yeah. Um uh, well I think about work. Um that is already clear anyway. I would like to basically have a pay stack position that's the premier 
payment um Yay. payment processor <laughs> so, um um basically by the end of 2016 and even in more countries outside of uh, nigeria um this time has proven to be a, a very interesting period for us considering the new cbn um cbn and all the bank uh, restrictions and whatnot oh, on um, mm-hmm. foreign transactions yeah, like, on IRA cards yeah so um usually there are services that um people would have turned out to services people want to offer in nigeria and they will have turned to international processors to make it mm-hmm. work and uh, this just puts us in a very good position to be able to take off that market you know and um, yeah. as soon as we can begin to convert some good names and all of that, people who really need us, you know, that kind of thing, the od- others will follow. That's why I believe. Because at the moment, there might be little to no incentive for like a Swift to start using us today, you know. You'll probably just end up wasting all your marketing effort, all your sales effort in going from, from, um, from one meeting to the other and not eventually sign them up because uh, they are doing just fine with inter- with uh, processing payments. We are using WebPay right now, you know, today. But by the time you get to that point where people start seeing you as, oh, okay, those people are actually well positioned to do this because, oh, um, customer A is using them, customer B is using them. Oh, even this bank that we look up to, you know, are also using them and all that. They start asking yeah. themselves questions and, okay, why weren't we using those people and what exactly, what's the value had these people will have to us? And you can have a more reasonable conversation with them at the time. And that is really where I want us to get to. And um, basically, at the moment, the tide is in our favor. It's just left for us to, you know, steer the boat, right? Sink or swim. So, <laughs> so yeah. Mm. Interesting. So very interesting that 2016 goes all around. Um, I guess we would all sort of hold each other accountable in our individual journeys. And I guess that's what kind of podcast is also for. So we can come back weekly and talk about this and mm-hmm. see where everyone's at, where everyone's head is. Mm-hmm. Tolu, hope you know you'll oh, be a um, more frequent um, co-host on this show. Yay! Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do like that. Thank you very much. All right, no problem. I, I just I just say that no more Ezra's <laughs> on the show. You're just you're not recruiting. So I promise next time I'll be on your side. <laughs> Man, thank you, thank you so much. Um, which reminds me, I think um some some news um we didn't we we joked about this earlier, but um he did agree to do the show, didn't he, Ezra? Yes, it did. Okay, so um, at some point, uh, we'll be having... Um, I, I, you should not, should make the announcement, honestly. Um, this will be the third time we'll be talking about it. So, you know, let people just hear. Okay. Yeah. Sure, sure. I think we all have an idea who we're talking about, so it, it's okay to wait until <laughs> Yeah, exactly. All right. Okay. Yeah. So, so uh, this one's long enough. Um, let's let's, let's pick the closest yeah. song. Um, what do I? I just say okay. 
So it's been a good day. Let me close this show. Just help me. Good. Suddenly I wake up. I'll wake up. I'll be on the internet and I'll see the new Crowdcast episode posted. I'm like, wait, what? I wasn't even there. What is there? Do we have options, like song options? Let no, no, just, some... just, just, just uh, pick something you want. I'll get it and use it. Do I have to say it now or do I have to think about it some more? Oh, okay, fine. You can think about it then. That's, that's great. Um, I'll be starting this um, episode. The theme song mm-hmm. will be a slightly different. I know that, but yeah, no other. But changing the theme, I, I hate voice. It's a fucking holiday special. Calm so down. Calm down. <laughs> oh, so this is just once. It's not going to be a regular thing. It's just a holiday special. <laughs> I'll send you Dodo and Small Chops to appease you. Thank you. Sorry, I like this new edition. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast, Sam. <laughs> thank you guys for having me. Yeah. And happy welcome. new year. And um, thank you for happy as well. You say happy new year to Wow. Wow, wow. Happy you know, uh, everyone. I'm so sorry. Uzo and I were actually um, flirting with the idea of recording this while I was still in 2015 and he was already in 2016. That would have been so cool. You know. You know what would have been cool? Recording it when he was in 2016 and it was midnight in Santiago and then it was still 2015. Exactly, exactly. That, you would, know, have- that would have been perfect. But <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that, that could have happened. I, I, I couldn't cater to your ways and fantasies next year. <laughs> next year, 2017. All right, cool. Yeah, have a nice day, guys. Yeah. I go on party for a coin. I borrow shirts, borrow sugar. This party, you see this party, not for VIP. So so tight. Nobody tell me said this one no be ghetto. Nobody tell me said I no ghetto. Then no tell me said no be tiger de for polo. So when they ask me for a dance, yo. I open and close you. I saw it Open and close
Just like, just in our bed 